Welcome back to The Disco. Today's drug information soundcast in clinical oncology from FDA's Oncology Center of Excellence discusses the recent approval of donorubicin and cytarabine liposome for injection marketed as Vixios. Acute myelogenous leukemia remains an infrequent but life-threatening complication following cancer treatment with cytotoxic chemotherapy or radiation. Epidemiologic studies suggest that some inherited factors may play a role in the 8-10% to 10 of patients treated for primary malignancies that develop treatment-related AML around 5 years later. Today at the DISCO, we'll discuss a recent approval for patients with newly diagnosed treatment-related AML as well as AML with myelodysplasia-related changes or AML-MRC, which represents an additional 20% of all AML. I'm Abhilasha Nair, an oncologist at FDA. And I'm Sanjeev Bala, also an oncologist at FDA. Patients with treatment-related AML have a poorer prognosis than those with de novo AML, as do those with AML-MRC. Standard approaches in patients who can tolerate intensive therapy include the 7 plus 3 combination regimen of cytarabine and donorubicin and stem cell transplantation. This approval represents FDA's first for treatment specifically of these high-risk subtypes of AML and is based on improved overall survival. An improvement in overall survival is a major step for patients with treatment-related AML. Tell us a bit about the background and mechanism of action of donorubicin and cytarabine liposome for injection. Abhi, this drug is a nanoscale liposome-encapsulated combination of donorubicin and cytarabine. They are present at a 1 to 5 molar ratio within the product, and research suggests that the ratio of these two cytotoxics at the target cells does impact their synergism and therefore their efficacy. So there isn't actually a new cytotoxic drug in this approval. Tell us a bit about the approval pathway for these type of agents. This agent was approved through the 505B2 pathway. This pathway is intended to minimize unnecessary duplication of clinical trials and make approvals more efficient. Products that are based on previously approved or reference listed products can use some safety and efficacy data from these older products. This pathway allows FDA to incorporate safety and efficacy data that were not collected in the current application. So in this case, the company had to perform clinical trials, but their application could reference additional safety and efficacy information from previously approved donorubicin and cytarabine data. Let's discuss the pivotal trial for this approval, starting with the design. This liposomal product was evaluated in a clinical trial of 309 patients with newly diagnosed treatment-related AML or AML with myelodysplasia-related changes. Patients ranged from 60 to 75 years of age. They were randomized one-to-one -to, -one to first induction with the standard 7 plus 3 regimen, where donorubicin and cytarabine are given separately over three and seven days respectively, or to first induction with donorubicin and cytarabine liposome for injection, given every other day for three infusions. With an aggressive disease like AML, where life expectancy is so short, I would expect that the trial endpoint was overall survival. Yes, that's right, Abby. Overall survival was the primary endpoint. Patients on the treatment arm had a median survival of 9.6 months as compared with 6 months for patients treated with the standard of care. While this is a significant improvement in survival for patients with a terrible malignancy, we obviously have a long way to go. Tell us about the safety findings for the compound. Common side effects are similar to those seen with the traditional cytarabine and donorubicin combination, including those related to the delayed recovery of marrow progenitors. Patients on the treatment arm had more bleeding events than those receiving standard treatment. That's all related to the prolonged cytopenias that these patients develop as a result of their treatment, right? That's correct. Additional toxicities that were more common in the donorubicin and cytarabine liposome for injection group were rash, headache, and musculoskeletal pain. 
Notably, the company will be required to conduct a trial to better understand the rate of infusion-related reactions. An important safety consideration is that the newly improved agent is not interchangeable with cytarabine or donorubicin in any form, and the package insert contains a boxed warning to this effect, along with more detailed safety information. Give us the three take-home points from this disco. Donorubicin and cytarabine liposome for injection represents the first approval based on improved overall survival for treatment-related AML as well as AML-MRC. The compound represents a new nanoscale formulation of donorubicin and cytarabine, and the toxicity profile appears similar to the standard 7 plus 3, but with an increased incidence of bleeding. Detailed prescribing and safety information may be found in the package insert available on the web at Drugs at FDA. For a transcript with links to an in-depth look at the FDA analysis and the multidisciplinary team of FDA experts who conducted the review, visit the FDA Oncology Center of Excellence DISCO website at fda.gov DISCO. Are there other FDA Oncology approvals that you would like to hear about? Leave us your questions and comments on Twitter at FDA Oncology. I'm Abhinair and thank you for tuning in. And until next time at the Disco, I'm Sanjeev Bala.